hearing movement dates from 1848, when a convention to consider the rights of women was held in Seneca Falls, New York. The committee drafting the list of women's wrongs found her grievances against the government of men to be the same number that American men have had against King George. It took George Washington six years to rectify men's grievances by war, but it took 72 years to establish women's rights by law. At least 1,000 legal enactments were necessary, and every one was a struggle against ignorant opposition. Women's suffrage is a long story of hard work and heartache, crowned by victory. Okay, that was an old, old clip from Carrie Chapman Catt explaining how ignorant the government was and how, and how long it took for them to um, pass women's right to vote. Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Trace. <laughs> Up in the morning to you. Yeah, here we are. We're in Saginaw, Michigan. Isn't that fun? It is fun. We're uh, we're up here for a breast cancer awareness event that we will be doing later on this evening, and we have to get a podcast out because noon is, is our time. It's rolling, rolling in. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, though, we are um, an hour ahead here, True. so we've got. We have a little extra time. A little bit. Cushion. And, and we're using our, like, to-go podcast gear. Ron found these. Muffin. muffin my muffin found these uh, Rode microphones that are, like, portable. Yeah, so the sound does sound a little bit different. Yeah, but hopefully but, you can hear us. Yeah, hopefully it sounds a little pro still. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and our topic today, what is our topic today, Catherine? Gosh, women's suffrage. Why'd you say it like that? Well, <laughs> this was one of our uh, options to do, and then both of us were like, oh, we don't really want to do it. Right? Yeah, but and why? Why don't we want to do women's suffrage? I don't know why you don't want to do why it, don't actually. You? Why don't you want to Well, do? because I really didn't dive deep into it. I don't know a lot about it. I know basics. Yeah. And... It's not as exciting as a topic, really. And, I don't know. I think it's the word. I think it's the word suffrage. Sounds depressing. Suffering. I suppose. Yeah. Do you remember, wasn't it in, it was in 2020, when we all dressed up like suffragists Mm-mm. at Evelina's? No. no because you don't remember that? I do remember. It wasn't oh, 2020. Oh, it was 2016. Yeah. It was 2016. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. That was the um, presidential election, mm-hmm. and we were all, I don't know, I don't remember why I got on that kick, but I was all, I was all about it then. You were, I remember that. I went to it Goodwill. It was a themed yeah, thing. Yeah, I went to Goodwill mm-hmm. and bought a bunch of, I don't know, like costumey looking things, and we looked and sashes. Good. I don't know how you got the sashes. I think I made them or something. Really? I, I don't remember now, but... It was it was uh, like I was all about it then. Well, we mm-hmm. have to do this topic, okay? So if you're listening, don't give up on mm-hmm. this topic. And I'm going to tell you why you, you don't want to give up. 
because I'm going to go over the benefits and the takeaways in a moment, but these women didn't give up. Well, exactly. <laughs> they did and not. And they fought hard, and they fought for over 72 years. That's just in the United States. That's a long time. So we have to do our part. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right, so these are the takeaways. There are. This is episode 94, by the way, if you're curious. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome aboard to the Life Happens Life Anyway podcast, where we bring you a, an interesting topic that we're all excited to talk about once a week. And, um, and we end the podcast with a little bit of spiritual encouragement. So stay tuned for that. Here are your three benefits that you're going to walk away with after listening to this whole episode. First of all, we're going to give an overview of women's suffrage. Just kind of an overview. And we're not historians in the in least. In case you couldn't tell. <laughs> so you're going to have to bear with us if we get some of the things a little mixed up or whatever. But we're going to give you basically an overview of this movement. Second benefit or takeaway, we're going to share some shocking facts you probably didn't know about women's suffrage and fun facts. And then finally, we're going to hopefully infuse in you an appreciation for your own right to vote. That's the best takeaway. It is. Yeah. It is. So hopefully we're going to do that. And then we will have a call to action at the end. So don't miss out on that. All right. Let's dive in. What, what let's do you go. Want? Give me, okay, in a nutshell, mm. off the cuff, based on what you've learned about the women's suffrage movement in the United States of America, what say you, if you had to give a summary of it? I would say it's a group of women who were activists, and they um, thought it was absurd that men could vote and women didn't, that our country was based on um, rights and, and freedom to, to do whatever. And um, basically that that was a long, drawn-out um what was that, like four, no, seven decades of time right. of women fighting for the right to exercise, to exercise their right to vote. This was during a time when women, to be an activist today versus being an activist mm -hmm. then are two very different Absolutely. scenarios. Mm -hmm. So women, you know, weren't like verbal about publicly verbal they weren't publicly um I, I don't know how to say it the culture didn't encourage women to do certain things right so they were right. kind of stifled remember, remember from archie bunker they, they stifling yes <laughs> <laughs> they were but these women were not taking no for an answer that is absolutely correct and i, I i'm inspired by that they believed in their cause enough mm -hmm. to just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, re regardless of the amount of time that they were rejected and told to go home and, you know, you need to be in the kitchen, cooking, raising mm -hmm. the children, all that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with a little uh, article that I found on uh, history. It's um, history.com. Mm -hmm. And it's called Seven Things You Might Not Know About the Women's Suffrage Movement. Okay. The first thing is that it had its roots in the abolition movement. I didn't know that before mm -hmm. I really started to dive into it. Mm -hmm. So a lot yeah, I found of, that out too. Yeah, a lot of women were just really um, the, the same word that you used a moment ago, appalled 
that human beings were, you know, um, forced into slavery and kept in that role. And they got on board with the abolition movement, and that led to the suffrage movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a photograph here in this website article of Sojourner Truth. Yes. Who um, we were reading her article that she wrote, her speech that she wrote called Ain't I a Woman? And it, it's interesting. I just clicked on it now. This was back in 1851 at the Women's Convention in Akron, Ohio. And Sojourner Truth was a slave. She was six feet tall. Mm-hmm. She was a tall gal. And she wrote this very short speech called Ain't I a Woman? And in the the summary of it would be, basically, she's just saying, hey, I do as much as that man does over there. Don't I matter? Mm-hmm. And I'm just as much as that, you know? And, the, and they give all the um, opposite opposite uh, viewpoints and mm-hmm. stuff. It, it's really interesting. I love just a little comical thing. I love that she said, I can eat like a man too. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can six feet. push a plow just yeah. as much as a man and I can eat like a man. Yeah. And I guess that at some point in this um, struggle to get the vote, uh, some men said, well, Christ wasn't a woman, and so therefore mm. you can't vote. She had an excellent <laughs> rebuttal, didn't she? She did. Here's what she said to that. Uh, let me find it. She says, okay, so this is uh, from her speech. So this is her speaking at this convention. Then that little man in black there, meaning the, the clergy, clergy, probably. Yeah. He says, women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. Uh-huh. And that, Love that. That's so true. Love okay, that. So, so we had um, a lot going on. And let's see the next one that I wanted to share because I shared about the abolition movement leading into suffrage. Then we had, after the Civil War, many abolitionists and women's rights activists parted ways over women's suffrage. There was some splintering in the movement Mm. after the Civil War. And there's a lot of a question about whether or not it was racism because white women were being upset that black men could vote before they could vote Mm -hmm. or that they were going to get the possibility of the vote Mm -hmm. and the white women were like just a minute you know last year they were considered property Mm -hmm. and now now, they're gonna get the right to vote before i do mm -hmm. so you know you can you can read into some of that right when i was reading it um about that topic and uh susan b anthony she was good friends with um, Frederick Douglass, right. who was a, um, he, well, he was a slave. He ran away. He's got an interesting life. But he was an activist, and he was an author and, uh, and speaker. And um, now, according to what I understand, was that her point was more not so much that he's beneath or, or black people are beneath but more that it doesn't even make sense yeah at all um it, it, they're right. equal right all people are equal and, and so, so why would we not be voting and so there's the 
what I said is you can read into exactly some of this history where you could say, well, it was racist. Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe there was some racism involved. I'm sure. And maybe there was some just, hey, we all need the right to vote. We mm-hmm. all live here exactly. together. Let's right. just do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they splintered a little bit. And then here's the third of the seven fun facts about the suffrage movement. Susan B. Anthony and 15 other women voted illegally in the presidential election of 1872. Oh, yeah. I, d- I recall that now when I read that. Yeah. And sadly, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Caddy or Katie? I would imagine it's Katie. Yeah, it looks like Katie. Okay, uh, Stanton, both of them fought tooth and nail their whole life for the right to vote, and they never legally voted. It just wasn't passed before they died. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that something that they just went that whole time? Oh. Um, Okay, Uh, let's see. The fourth one is, okay, this is interesting. The women's rights movement launched its own fashion craze. So this, oh. is, this is back in the day when women wore full-length dresses uh-huh. and the big hoopy skirt. Mm-hmm. You never saw their ankles. I actually yeah. watched something about... It's when, risque yeah, to show ankles. Yeah, it's illegal. It was illegal in, in a lot really? of areas for women to swim with um, without certain protocol being done. So I saw this video of these... It was almost like a hut mm-hmm. that was on wheels. Mm-hmm. So the woman would get into the hut, like a, like a big wooden oh, outhouse. Oh, my gosh. And somebody would push her into the water <laughs> where she would... That'd be submerged? She would disrobe and put on her swimsuit, which was nothing like swimsuits today. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Come down part of the thigh, I think. It was like a full, like, wetsuit-looking thing, but she couldn't be seen. And so she would get into the water and, like, float out of this thing and then I imagine it's these men, of course, that made up these rules because they would see half-naked women and just wouldn't know what to do. Like, oh, my God, I can't think anymore. (laughs) So anyway, here's a bunch of women got together during the suffrage movement and they decided we're cutting our skirts in half. So they cut their skirts and then you could see their undergarments, which were like these pantaloons or whatever you call them. (laughs) So they were exposing their pantaloons and they look ridiculous actually. So did the men though with those yeah with those and you know trousers styles, and all but they've balloon. got a picture of them they look like clowns don't they yeah like the, right because the the pants have like tight ankles and they're big poofy like yeah um, yeah. MC Hammer you know you can't touch this yeah um, but then what ended up happening was it was creating such a stir like that was so scandalous mm-hmm. and so out there that the pantaloons were getting more attention than the message. Of the movement. And so then a lot of women were like, get back, get your skirts on. We got serious business to attend to. Well, and there were two organizations and they were so big, both of them. So there's bound to be the radicals and then the more um, reasonable and there were dis- there had to be disagreements within the Absolutely. ranks of even though they had one mission, they must have had multiple ways to achieve that mission. Mm-hmm. And and we were discussing this before we hit record that back then it was difficult to travel. And these activists, these women that wanted the right to vote, they had to travel around the country. Well, guess what? They didn't just get in their car, yeah. you know, and turn on the GPS yeah, right. and go. It was tough to travel. 
Not only that, when they did travel, they gave speeches and they held like little tea parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a fun fact that I found that I was arguing with you yesterday saying you're not going to find this fact. Oh, right. Well, I never did look up. Okay. Well, (laughs) duh. (laughs) You like, okay. So now she's like, well, it's not my fault. Right. I I I would have found it if I I would have found it. No, you wouldn't have. Oh, Okay, so here's here's the fun fact that I found. Yes, what is it? All right, there were cookbooks that were being created. Like, you know how you get like a little church cookbook? Yeah. So if you're in your little congregation and all the ladies share their um, favorite, favorite recipes uh-huh. and now it's in your church cookbook. Well, there were cookbooks that were specifically put together and recipes were contributed by suffragists. I don't want to call them suffragettes because that's derogatory. Right. And they were like suffragettes was just like they were making fun of them. So they were suffragists. Mm -hmm. I I hope that's right. I don't know if I have that right. But anyway, the suffragists women would contribute recipes specifically so that other women would see that they are suffragists and that they are contributing recipes to this cookbook and that it's okay for other women to join this movement. These gals were using every tool at their disposal. So they were looking at their tools going, okay, we've got tea parties. We've got fashion. We've got cookbooks. We've got our voice. We can do speeches. We can hold conventions. Yeah. You know, when you said that it was tough to travel, I'm imagining, too, that there were married women and women mothers. Children. Nursing. Exactly. So I would would, uh, surmise that they had husbands that kind of agreed and went along with that oh i'm sure that there were both i'm sure there were yeah. some husbands were like would you just not yeah you know please. you're embarrassing me <laughs> exactly. with your bloomers and your yeah. pantaloons i i mean i don't think that men collectively were um saying yeah it's a good idea oh. right well but definitely men in congress yeah. were number were. five out of the seven fun facts from this history.com a woman ran for political office nearly 50 years before women got the vote. So a woman could actually run for office, hmm. but women couldn't vote for that woman. That woman couldn't even Yes, vote for I did know that. Yes, yes, Isn't yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, they could serve. Oh, that. Nuts. Okay, here's number six out of seven. Britain's women's suffrage movement was far more militant than its counterpart in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That those British women, they meant business. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what else are they gonna do? Yeah, and yeah. they did things like, um, like, like over the top things, like hunger strikes and yeah. marches. And- yes. So let's talk about that. For what do you know about the hunger strike? Because that was a big deal. Well, I do know that a lot of women were arrested, Mm -hmm. and then they were force-fed in prison, and they were beaten, Yeah, and the conditions in the prison were exceptionally horrible. It's so hard to believe in that century that that happened, that they, first of all, just going on a hunger strike, what's wrong with that? What's, you know, they're not breaking any kind of law or anything. It's just a cause. It's just proving a point. And then to be force-fed, volatile. It's interesting because freedom of speech, as we know it, you know, even though you're not speaking with a hunger strike, but you have a message. The message is, 
we deserve the right to vote, mm -hmm. and until we get it, we're going to do this hunger strike. And they didn't want people sympathizing with their message. And therefore, if the, the word got out that these women, you know, were starving to death because of their yeah. commitment to this movement. Mm -hmm. All right, number seven out of seven. Okay, but some American suffragists, inspired by the British, adopted militant tactics themselves. Mm, of course they did. Yeah, so Alice Paul, she was an American Quaker. Oh. I mean, those people are oh, disciplined she... and they're religious. I did not know that. I know of her. This was in 1907. It says here an American Quaker named Alice Paul was studying in England when she joined British women in their campaign for suffrage. Over the next three years, while doing graduate work at the universities of Birmingham and London, Paul was arrested and jailed three times for suffragist agitation. After returning to the United States, she joined the National American Suffrage Association, founded by Carrie Chapman Catt, soon grew impatient with that organization's mild-mannered tactics. In 1913, Paul and fellow militants formed the Congre Congressional Union for Women's Suffrage, later the National Women's Party. Their demonstrations outside Woodrow Wilson's White House in 1917 culminated in the so-called Night of Terror that November, during which guards at Virginia's Quan Workhouse brutally beat some 30 female picketers. Wow. They were picketing and beaten. At the time, Paul herself was serving a seven-month stint in prison, where she was forced-fed and confined to a psychiatric ward. In January 1918, a district court overturned all the women's sentences without ceremony. That same month, President Wilson declared his support for the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. Well, he was kind of backed up in a corner to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, mm. the point is, this this Quaker woman, right? Mm -hmm. Quakers don't mess around. They've mm. got rules. Mm -hmm. Regulations. <laughs> They have a system. But she goes over to Europe. Got corrupted. And she sees these women all like, hey, what about us? And then she comes back here and she brings yeah. she brings that vigor, that women vigor. Yeah. And now I read that she had been arrested a total of six times, I believe. Poor gal. Yeah. You know what? When you look at pictures of these women... They look miserable. Woo! They look like they have had some issues. They look like they've been doing this for 70 years. I mean... For real. I'm looking at this one in particular. It is... I mean, these women... Oof. Okay. One thing that I think is so interesting about the women's suffrage movement in the United States of America is the timeline. Mm -hmm. The timeline of... It began... All the way back in 1847. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to yeah. me. It wasn't... The, the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote, was not passed until 1920. Right. 1847 to 1920. Well, the math is something like 70-something years. Yeah, 73 years. 73 years. That's a long time. So what happened during those years? Well, it started out with, like, different conventions. So the women had their conventions to, like, we're, 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 we're organizing. Mm -hmm. Then in 1850, there was the anti-woman speech by Sojourner Truth. Well, and a really big deal in Seneca Falls, New York, was 1848, where um, 
some of these women that headed this got together and um, they just, you know, went to discuss their social, civil, and, and re religious rights. And, of course, the voting rights. Right. There's organizing. Yeah. They're starting to form... Like, this is our movement. Right. We believe that this is what we are, um, um, I don't know what the well, word is, but we're, we're entitled to. Yeah. We're entitled to these rights. And their, their point was, all men and women are created equal. Right. Okay, so then what happens? In 1860, the Civil War broke out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now the whole country is up for grabs. Then in 1865, that was when Elizabeth Cady... Katie or Katie? I always get it wrong. I think it's Kat Katie. Katie. Yes, Katie. Okay, Elizabeth Katie Stanton and Susan B. Anthony formed the American Equal Rights Association, an organization for white and black women and men dedicated to the goal of universal suffrage. They hmm. petitioned Congress for universal suffrage. So that's fresh after the Civil War. Yeah. Now, Very I have fresh. here that it was, they were headed up the National Women's Suffrage Association, and the other one, um, the American Women's Suffrage Association, was headed up by someone else, which I think was the um, uh, the other gal we just talked about that went to Britain, was arrested six times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul. yeah, Alice Paul. Okay, well, the point is the, yeah. the country fell apart, right, because of the war. So it's all about slavery. Then right on the heels of the war, they form this group mm -hmm. to put together more, like, equal rights. Mm -hmm. Well, then in 1867, there was the ratification of the 14th Amendment, which talked about citizenship. Mm. Now, this is where according to some that some of the white women were getting, you know, their ruffles feathered or their feathers ruffled in regards to, Hey, slaves can't have the right to vote without us. Uh, slave, uh, former slave men. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the 14th amendment is passed. Also in 1867, there was the introduction of federal women's suffrage amendment. I mean, they, they came up with, they, they would appeal anything. They would write anything. They would try to get any vote. Like, let us vote for dog catcher. Let us vote for, you know, county this or that. Mm -hmm. Or village this or that. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was in 1868 that the suffragist movement split into two factions. So that's when they had their splintering. Some people thought that that weakened the movement. Other people had the other um, argument with that. But whatever, it just happened. Mm -hmm. 1869 was the ratification of the 15th Amendment. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So that's giving uh, black men the right to vote. Mm -hmm. 1870, Victoria Woodhull addresses the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives, arguing that women have the right to vote under the 14th Amendment. She's saying women are citizens. Citizens should have the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Again, in 1870, the Anti-Suffrage Party is founded. Anti-Suffrage Party is founded. Many people, including prominent women such as Ellen Sherman, wife of General William Temexas Sherman, challenged the notion of suffrage as a natural right and opposed its extension to women. In their view, women's political participation threatened 
for important roles as wives, mothers, educators, and philanthropists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that being said, I, I read some interesting things um, about that as well, that yes, they thought that, that America would fall apart. Right. If women started to vote and they started to be more active, uh, people would fall apart at the seams. They also believed that women were, their brains were inferior to men. <laughs> <laughs> now, did and, they think that their brains were actually smaller than men's brains? I don't know about size, but they absolutely, that is one of the reasons that they gave, anyway, of why women shouldn't vote. Yeah. Uh, they also believed that they it would make them infertile. <laughs> <laughs> if you vote, you're never going to have another baby. Yeah. A lot of the women would be like, sign me up, I want to get the vote. Yeah. Interesting. You know, it, it is funny because back then women did a lot in the home and they raised the children mm -hmm. and all of that. And women, some women were against getting the right to vote. They did not want things to change. Mm -hmm. They were happy as a clam, just the way things were. Well, they were sponsored by their, I mean, they could do what they wanted. <laughs> I mean, well, they couldn't, depends on how you look at it, but... Yeah, they're like, yeah, no, stop it. Well, <laughs> change, okay, change in general scares people can sometimes. be very scary. Yeah. And I think that we can look back on it now and see that it women have come a very long way. For sure. You know? I All this time we've been discussing this and looking into it, it's amazing to me how history just repeats itself sure because does. we have so many activists today yeah. with their causes and so forth. Do you have on your timeline in 1872 that Susan B. Anthony gets arrested for voting? So she went ahead and voted anyway. <laughs> she gets arrested. Yeah. And, and, and because it, it, she didn't have the right to vote. Right. And she refused to pay the fine. I, I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I do have here that 1873, the Supreme Court rules in Minor versus Haverset that the 14th Amendment does not guarantee women the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Citizenship does not give women voting rights. Women's political rights are under individual states' jurisdictions. You know, that's another issue that I think is worth noting, is that the United States of America is unique in its setup. You know, we are the United States, so we are one country. But within this one country, we have multiple laws and rules in each state. Yeah. And the states, in some respects, they have the jurisdiction to control within a certain limit mm -hmm. what's going on in that state. Yeah. Speaking of that, I read somewhere along uh, the line here, uh, Wyoming, all the, all this time, they did allow women to yeah. vote at some point. I'm, I'm not sure, but they were the only state. I think they were at least 30 years before the think... 19th Amendment was passed, mm -hmm. Wyoming. But Wyoming was not a state yet, and they allowed women to vote. Oh, okay. And so their statehood was actually in jeopardy because the, because the people they allowed that this? said you could be a state... They said, hey, Wyoming, you shouldn't be letting women vote. And they're like, oh, yeah? Well, that's the way we've been doing it for mm. 30 years, so we're going to keep doing it that way. So they stood up for keeping women active in the voting thing. But the Wild about, West. How many women were actually in Wyoming? <laughs> Not that many <laughs> at the time. Well, and the men were probably like, we got to keep these women happy. Or we're the gonna ratio. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> the ratio had to be. Right. Well, there weren't that many women out there. Well, the the pioneers hadn't gone 
that we already talked about the Donner party. Yeah, it's true. That but was all... where there's men, there's women. Not true. Come on. All right, here we go. Uh, let's move along. 1890, formation of the National American Women's Suffrage Association. So, so the movement is growing. It is they're forming. You know, the two groups. united. The two groups united in 1914. So they came back together. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 1896, the National Association of Colored Women is formed. You know, black women are like, hey, we need we need some representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, so all these groups are forming, and then let me let me scroll down here. There was a 1913 suffragists organized a parade in Washington D.C. Um, so they're doing marches, they're doing parades, blah blah blah. Keep on going, keep on going. 1917. What do you have for 1917? Well, the U.S. enters World War One. Then Ooh. things really start oh, to change. Yeah, yeah. So explain for our listeners mm -hmm. what. You, what you learned about that, about how World War One affected the suffrage movement. Well, women played a vital role in the war effort. So they were, um, you know, they were nurses. They were, I think, even machinists. Even Queen Elizabeth, um, who just she passed away. She was a away. mechanic and a truck driver. She was. So yeah. women were playing a vital role in, in, like I said, in the war effort. And the government could not ignore that. And so then... And, and back then, I guess the Democratic Party and the Republican Party were back and forth on who was the progressive party. And I, my ignorance, I don't know what Woodrow Wilson was, but he was president at the mm -hmm. time. I don't know what party he was, but he was backed up against the wall. And uh, he could no longer say no because he did not want women to vote. But because of the war, long story short, he has to... Uh, he has to cave in. Yeah, he was a Democrat. I just Googled that. Okay. I did not know and either. now, were they were not progressive at the time, I think. I don't know. Because it went back and forth. Okay, but I could see why he would feel like he was backed into a corner because, you know, when, when all hands are on deck and everybody's doing their part, mm -hmm. isn't it harder to say, no, you can't have this? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it says by 1918, both major political parties are committed to women's suffrage. It doesn't mean it passed yet. In fact, I think they bring it up again. It still uh, is denied. I have here that they also received a lot of bad press because of the treatment of Alice Paul and other imprisoned women. I think I read that. Not on here, but I yeah. read that somewhere now, else, Alice too. Alice Paul was the woman we talked about mm -hmm. who was the Quaker. <laughs> who went over to England and got all kinds of ideas. Mm -hmm. Right, well then in 1919, the Women's Suffrage Amendment is introduced in Congress in 1878, and finally in 1920, um, it was, the amendment was, you know, certified as law. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. A very long time. And it, if you think about all the people that were involved in that, mm -hmm. on both sides, for it, against it, you know, I mean, it seems like everybody was would know about it yeah. at least and like the clip that we have in the beginning of this episode it's carrie chapman cat who's speaking and she says basically her point is that this was a 72 or 73 year battle yeah. and when uh, america fought its independence from king george that was only six years for 
those rights to have their independence. Yeah. And yet her point is that this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is contradictive. It's, it's nonsense. Yeah. <coughs> well, I, I think that was interesting to go through the timeline, to go through some of those fun facts that perhaps you didn't know mm -hmm. um, in regards to how hard these people fought, men and women both fought for you know, the right to vote for women. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move along here. By the way, this episode is sponsored. Oh, yes. Who by our Coffin, our husbands, Ron and Kenny. And, who, and uh, they sponsor us because they love us. <laughs> so that's the end Duh. of it. <laughs> yeah, because we're good women. Mm. We're good wives. We care about them. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, let's go to our inspirational closing. Yes. Let's move along. We always like to end every episode with some kind of pointing people to faith mm -hmm. in Christ. And so the best place to point people to is the Bible. The Bible. That's the word of God. We found this verse. We found Galatians uh, chapter 3, verse 28. And here's what it says. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. I, I really like that scripture because mm -hmm. it takes out politics. It takes out um, gender. It takes out religion. You are one. Mm -hmm. You know. And then the other verse was 1 Corinthians 11. Have that one up? I do not. I'll get it. Because we had to. We couldn't decide. 11 verse 12. And here's what that says. It says, For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. Mm. So God created man, and he also created woman. And it's amazing that uh, people knew scripture all along, and yet they had these crazy things. We had slavery and, and brutal, you know, beatings, and we had no rights and just crazy we were just talking about this i think it was yesterday on our drive we had about a five-hour drive from the chicago area to saginaw michigan and we were talking about how people will take whatever's in front of them mm -hmm. and interpret it mm -hmm. in the way in which they would like to interpret it so that they can do whatever mm -hmm. fit their narrative yeah they do yeah we all do that I do that too. Mm. Like that donut right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna, I deserve that donut. It's going to fit my narrative. <laughs> Get in my belly. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, this was a fun episode, yes. even though we didn't want to do it. We, yeah. But what's our call to action, Catherine? Get out there and vote. Yeah. Get out there and uh, express your right. rights. There are so many people who fought tooth and nail for all of us to have this right. Mm hmm it would be a shame to let that go to waste. Mm -hmm. And and not only get out there and vote. Yeah, get informed. Inform yourself on the issues. Mm -hmm. Get You know, you can get a copy of your ballot before you go to the polling place. All you have to do is go to your county, um, whatever it is, county website, and look for, or you could just Google, mm -hmm. um, what's my ballot for blah, 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 county. Yeah. And no, like, here's one thing that I've been guilty of. I don't know who all these judges are that they put on there. I don't know what they stand for. But we should know. 
Right. If, if we can. I brought with some... Uh, I saw that, that advertisements. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of tricky because the advertisements are all put together by the people that want... Well, it is, but then you could go to the... They have to reference the articles. Yeah. So then you could go to the article and you could see the full article. Yeah, and you and, should be able to find their stance on the issues. Exactly. And, and so once you inform yourself on the issues, just decide... Do I most resonate with this candidate or that candidate? I have a confession. Uh-oh. I'll sometimes look to see who paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> who paid for this campaign ad. And then I I have to confess, I'll immediately think to myself, oh, mm, yeah, I'm not for this or I am for that. Okay, but that's uh, understandable because in our current culture, Politics, I mean, it was nasty then, the women with their rebellious pantaloons and all of that. <laughs> but now mm. it's so cutthroat and mm-hmm. it's so divisive. And uh, so we do have to be watchful and mindful. But we can all, also, I have to say this, we can be loving and respectful Absolutely. for anyone who has the opposing viewpoint. We don't have to hate each other. We can love each Everyone other. is entitled to the wrong opinion. <laughs> Catherine. I don't think that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, um, thank you for tuning in. And our next episode, I'm going to tell you this, is not about politics. Oh, thank God. Not about women getting the right to vote. It's about butter. Butter. I love it. We're going to talk all about butter. Believe it or not, we'll talk about butter. Yeah, we're going to talk about butter. Mm. As in the delicious thing that you put on toast. I can't believe... It is butter. butter. Remember that little commercial? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time.